pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a show about video games and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And what's that sound? We have to uh, we have to let Ofcom know, don't we, if we've got no one else in the studio. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well, it's just us, Steve. It's a condition of our licence. Yes, it's just us. Have special... we done this before? I'm sure we have. Have we? Just it you doesn't... and me? Just you and me? doesn't feel like it, does it? usually have a chaperone wow. in here. What are we going to do? Uh, well, we'll do a radio show, we'll okay. play some features, we'll Where's play Anne? some music, and then there'll be some awkward silence, I imagine, for about 58 minutes. <laughs> Where uh, is she? She has a migraine, a migran. Right. Mm. But she has sent us the news. Who's going to read it then? I don't know, do you want to do it or shall I? I don't mind doing I don't it. Mind. Well, uh, if I read it then, that means I don't have to listen to it. That's true. You have to respond, so I'm All happy right. to do that. Okay, you read the news. Okay. Oh. How's, how's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty good good it's been busy okay it's been busy i've done a lot i haven't played many video games which is going to stand us in good stead yeah. my, for the last quarter of the show my my review this evening genuinely was going to be one line genuinely oh. it was so now we are in massive trouble okay good um, good how was your week yeah it's good yeah you were uh you were chatting earlier about some goings on on twitter earlier weren't you about some things you'd noticed mm. about some followers that uh, that other people had and all that sort of thing I, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm just reminding you of that conversation. I'm not forcing that into the radio show, Steve, but uh, I mean, I don't want to brag about this. I did a joke on Friday. Did you? I did a joke on did Twitter. You? On Twitter, okay. I did a joke on Twitter. That, you know, I mean, what I, numbers did it do? I don't know, Steve. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't like, pay attention to these things. I don't pay attention to these things. Uh, I, you know, I, let's just say as of sort of uh, five to six this evening, mm-hmm. it had had 723 <gasps> re- retweets. Ooh. 2,358 likes. That might be the record. I'm the, Pewdie- I'm the PewDiePie of Twitter. 
I'm the pubes. I'm going to get a blue bird. You know, because when you get a million subscribers, you get a play button, don't you? I'm looking forward to what Twitter are going to send. So, um, um, what sort of uh, engagement have you had? Good, good uh, replies loads from strangers. Of, yeah, no, I did. I've had twenty replies. So okay. actually, I think people were too busy laughing, yeah, of course, to reply. Um, Sam, who wrote uh, her story, BAFTA winning her story, yeah. he retweeted it in the morning, and then in the in the evening, he said. I'm still thinking about this funny joke. And he retweeted it again. All right, come on then. What's the joke? Well, I'm not sure it's going to work on radio. Well, no. it's too late now. Or you could read off? out the URL. <laughs> well, uh, I was... Um going to give you a glimpse into the uh, into what the goes on into Byronic Towers. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's not pretty. Um, but, uh, you know, I like to get up slowly in the morning. Mm-hmm. That involves sort of just sitting in the bath reading Twitter, right? Just picture <laughs> that. It's a grim old thought, isn't it? I was in the bath on uh, Friday morning and uh, Kate texted me. Um, the text was, do you want to see Hans Zimmer live? The uh, the uh, the film composer, he's currently touring. Right, right, right. Currently touring. So I read that, and I thought that can be read two ways. <laughs> so I tweeted. So that's the that's the first step, isn't it? You, the first step to between of the craftsman is you see the raw material in front there of was, you. There was. And you're like, I need to just. So I took a little screenshot in the bath. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, didn't use the, I didn't use the rear camera, thankfully. Otherwise, <laughs> you would have seen my knees. Uh, and I said, um, my wife has apparently kidnapped a German composer this evening and put that picture there. Because live sounds like, live sounds like live. does. And everybody was laughing, honestly. My mentions have gone crazy, Steve. So if, you, if you've been trying to get hold of me, uh, I'm sorry if I've not responded. So the, the big question, though, is uh, what's that done to your follower account? God, God, yeah, I got some... Um, Got a few more. A few more. <laughs> right. yeah, not very many. And now, but I've got stage right now. I've not tweeted since. Of course. Because I don't want to brag about it. Difficult second I've got album. a radio show for that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do next. If you've got any jokes, Let you could know. email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Well done. You did that instinctively. Are you ready for the news? Let's do it. I've had a terrible migraine today and I just tried to leave to come out to this. Oh, sorry, we don't need to read that bit. Sorry. The European Commission is going to investigate Valve and five other PC games publishers over suspected anti-competitive practices. The investigation will look into whether agreements between Valve and the publishers break EU competition rules by unfairly restricting retail prices or by excluding customers from certain offers because of their nationality or location. The Commission will be looking into the use of activation keys used for geo-blocking. The other publishers are Bandai Namco, Capcom, Focus Home, Koch Media and ZeniMax. If it decides... It's long, that one, isn't it? Does she read faster than this normally? Mm, she's had the practice, hasn't she? Uh, it's not your fault, but she should have thought of that when she forwarded it on, right? She should have cut out some she, of the... She, she continues, if it decides Valve and the publishers are in breach of its rules, it could mean uh, people could legally buy games in other EU countries' stores at cheaper prices, which oh. would be great news while we're still in the EU. She <laughs> says, chucking a Brexit joke in there. Lol. Have you ever bought keys you shouldn't have done, Steve? I have never bought a key that I should not have It's a tricky have question, bought. isn't it? Because who's to say why you shouldn't have well, that key? Well, true, true, true. Um, I've never engaged in that sort of that sort of thing. I've seen a couple of my games, their keys being, uh, you know, existing. You can watch the sort of value rise or generally fall can you? Uh, on, on some of the places. Uh, and that's always a depressing business. 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I understand this. It's to do with you know you them not letting you buy stuff within Europe. Yeah, because it should be common across all of Europe, shouldn't it? That's why we that's why we benefit from things like the abolition of roaming charges this summer. Enjoy them while you can. Is it just common across all of Europe? I'll or- be honest with you. I I did. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was just trying to read it properly. Let me scroll back through. Mm. Uh, so it's something to do with the European Commission. So I guess so. Mm. Uh, break EU competition rules. Yeah. So, little, whose little side little are we recap. on here? What do we want to happen? The consumers. Because Steve. always the consumer side. And, right? and although. Europe's. We are both game developers. That's true. So if this, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty tough world for game developers making any kind of money at the moment. And if this means that, uh, you know, your your indie game is going to make half as much money because everyone's buying it at, uh, you know, Italian prices or something, then that's bad for developers. Fewer games will get made, perhaps. Well, of course, you can set your prices. Uh, you can accept the sort of default, the recommendations, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or you can, you know, you can set them however you want. So it's free market. Isn't but it? this is saying you can't, you won't be able to set them however you want. You'll be, you'll be able to set them, uh, set one price across all territories, right? I think it was um, allowing publishers, uh, sorry, allowing game developers, um, sorry, all publishers, to block keys bought within Europe being activated on in another European territory. Honestly, I, I feel out of my depth now. It's it's no wonder Anne didn't come in. Game developers have stepped up and spoken out against the immigration ban in the US in a variety of ways. Harmonics released a statement including a section saying, the best of Harmonix flows from a diverse set of perspectives held by talented individuals spanning me- many eth- ethnicities, genders, sexual orientations, cultures and religious beliefs. Insomniac Games put out a video outlining the company's stance. Vlambeer donated profits to ACLU and co-founder Rami Ishmael wrote an article for The Guardian called As a Muslim video game developer I no longer feel the US is open for business. Devolver Digital have offered to demo games by people affected by the ban at GDC. Companies like Ubisoft, Microsoft and Bethesda and and Blizzard have also sent out emails to staff and released statements. The whole thing is wholly against, sorry, the feeling is wholly against the immigration ban. That's a huge story. Really, really long. Yeah, and there's different text sizes in there as well. Presumably that she's cut and pasted that from different parts of Eurogamer. She maybe ventured over to Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Who knows? Um, yeah, it was, it was good to see this, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, it was fantastic uh, to see everyone stand up and say this is not okay. And some really interesting pieces. I thought Rami's was absolutely amazing. I loved what Devolver uh, did. So did I, yep. and, and And saying, you know, we will, we will help you out, but Ultimately, although this is sort of a almost a feel-good story, it's coming from a very, very bad place. Uh, we're off to the States. We are. That's in- why we've got to be careful what we say about this now, Steve. Think about it. Let's just blame it all on Anne. <laughs> she doesn't like that, does she? she? Really, <laughs> really does. What's her passport number? <laughs> exactly. Make it easy. Uh, uh, yeah. Do, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole thing is quite uncertain at the moment. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed it resolves itself. It's quite interesting, isn't it, though? Do you think? Yes. <laughs> I mean, what, watching it, you know, who's going to win? You can tell what time the president gets up, can't you? Because he starts tweeting. Mm, mm. So-called fake news. <laughs> So-called Anne's news. <laughs> 
Facebook has been ordered to pay $500 million to ZeniMax because of virtual reality. A court has found that Oculus, owned by Facebook, broke a non-disclosure agreement and infringed ZeniMax's copyright when it made the Rift headset. Oculus is going to appeal the ruling, but ZeniMax is not stopping there. It wants to stop Oculus selling the headset or at least change the code that the ruling says it used unlawfully. Facebook bought Oculus for $2 billion in 2014 and yesterday reported net profit of $3.6 billion for its fourth quarter. Maybe they'll send that over so maybe they'll send over that 500 million virtually virtually maybe they <laughs> may, maybe they will and maybe they maybe will. they will maybe you'll make do we your... know what the actual th- sort was, of yeah. transgression here was it was um it was if left lens equals <laughs> uh, and then then offset the Go right to no do that's right and um, then, um, was it carmack related uh, i believe mm-hmm. it was right okay Interesting. Um, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, isn't it? Um, who was chatting about this to me recently? It was uh, Oculus was quite a small company when they were bought by uh, Facebook. Apparently, everybody there received quite a lot of money. Everybody, right, everybody did. We uh, we didn't get on that train, did we? We miss all of the trains. You couldn't even get on the Google Cardboard train. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is. Presumably not going to affect, uh, you know, Oculus in any meaningful sense, other than them well, losing a lot of money um, from the Facebook account. When you buy somebody, uh, the um, there are all sorts of bits of paperwork that you have to sign. One of which guarantees that you've got the rights to do uh, to sell or that you own everything that you're doing. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be interested to see who this does affect corporately or personally, because uh, I would imagine that uh, Facebook has some pretty uh, aggressive lawyers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, it'll be, yeah, don't know how it will unravel, but um, a tricky situation. But they've said that they're going to appeal, so I don't know, maybe there was no wrongdoing. Oh, that's not right. That was a wrongdoing. Super Mario Run has been downloaded 78 million times since its release on iPhone and iPad in December last year. Of that 78 million, 4 million went to pay 7.99, now 9.99 to unlock the full game. That's all led to a huge uptick in smart device and IP licensing revenue for Nintendo. Or, if you will, it's acted like one of them mushrooms that makes Mario grow bigger. <laughs> there will presumably be another spike in downloads as the game is released on Android in March, says Anne. Forgetting to put a joke in. Is that a joke? There'll presumably be another spike, spike in downloads as another, the game is released on Android in March. Oh. I, it's, I, I'm a bit concerned about them releasing it on Android in March because if you've got... If you're in, in March and you're holding a screen, that screen should be playing Zelda on your Switch <laughs> and not Super Mario Run on your Android device. Have you played it yet? I, I played it very, very briefly on my iPad Mini 2, and um, it, uh, it didn't run particularly well. It was mm. quite jerky, I thought. And then I saw um, somebody on Twitter I saying that you should my com- iPad should... Mini 2. Mm. Wait, is that the most recent iPad? No. Oh, is that an iPad Mini Oh, you're fourth. one of those, are you? Sorry. Oh, so- oh, Simon, how do you play like that? <laughs> Only the I'd iPad just... Mini 2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you didn't really get on with it? Well, for a, a, a sure game for... that um, requires uh, you know, such precision, are I you going to get it? I am, well, I, yes, but if it's out after March the third, yeah, I, my concern is because honestly, Steve, I, I, I'm just going to be playing Zelda. <laughs> no, I am. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I am. Okay, forever. Well, until until Skyrim comes out. Okay, when's that? 
Uh, autumn, I believe. Our, our review section is going to be a <laughs> repetitive place, isn't mm. it? So uh, I've I played it and okay. I've got bored. I felt I got about a tenner's worth of value out of it, although possibly not next to the general mobile pricing scheme, which is, you know, you expect to get an infinite amount of value out of something for free. Yeah. Um, I Have you... Um, I was going to talk about this in the review section. Okay. But I haven't played it enough really to review it. I've only got past yeah. the tutorial. Uh, have you played Fire Emblem? I have. That's what I was going to review. Oh. In one sentence. Yes, I was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will talk about okay. that in the review section then. And finally, Nintendo has decided to give the Switch a nice little adventure before it releases into the wild. The little console will be dragged around the country from Birmingham to Manchester to London on a tour over the next three weekends. We're assured a trained handler will be looking after the console, so no need to worry about its comfort and safety in amongst all the crowds. You'll need to get a ticket for a chance to get hands-on and space is limited, so go get one quick. So this time you can try before you buy, so you won't have to switch again in the future. Switch. So this time you switch. can try before we buy, so you won't have to, to switch again. She probably would have paused and gone, you won't have to switch again in the future. Switch. That would have been a delivery, I think, roughly. Switch again in the future. What does that mean? She is ill, isn't she? <laughs> I think that's conclusive proof there that uh, she's not very well at all. So yours, uh, what's the st- <laughs> We need to kill another 20 minutes. So what's the stage status of your pre-order? Well... Um, Argos, conti- I logged in this morning just to see, and they said, sit tight, we're processing your order. But um, GameStop and Target have apparently been cancelling pre-orders in the States, Steve. Really? Because uh, they've taken too many of the orders. And um, Argos is just saying, yeah, yeah, guys. Like, yeah, yeah, be fine for March the 3rd. I, I've, I've already paid for it as well, I've noted. Interesting. I thought you said we were going to pick them up while we were in the States. I'm also going to do that. <laughs> I also might do that, Steve, and then take the Argos one back. Yeah, okay. Good. It's a, it's a We've good got a long plan. flight back, haven't we? We do. We need to be playing Switches. Did you... Uh, we can play stand-up and do the shooting in one-two switch. We can it, milk cows on the airplane. There was an advert on the, in the Super Bowl. There was. Uh, for the Switch. Yeah. There was an advert for lots of games, actually. Okay, what were the others? I saw an advert for that Arnie one. What's uh, that uh, game called? Gun People. Gun People on mobile. Okay. Where he just he sort of just repeated loads of phrases like "I'll be back" and has to leave. Oh stuff. yeah. So that was good. Uh, there was an advert for Ebony, which is a mobile game I remember being advertised by Busty Ladies yes, on exactly. sidebars. Yes, that was advertised. There was an advert for um, Morrowind in Elder Scrolls Online, which is a thing. Still. I think. Still. I think there was an advert for it, at least. Uh, what else is a big game that might have an advert for it? There was an advert for Transformers the movie, which oh, I yeah. thought was a video game right. for a while, but it wasn't. Okay. Because it was a movie. Michael Bay's last Transformers, I believe. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's we're, a shame. We're all gutted. <laughs> it was an advert for The Fast and the Furious, which looked brilliant. Well, they are they are ridiculous films. Yeah. So that wasn't a game either. <laughs> and there was an advert, there was an advert for Zelda. Okay. Um, you, which, are you a are you a Super Bowl fan? Are you a Super Bowl man I, fan? Are you staying up for Lady I, Gaga? Uh, no, I watch I watch it every year. I thought Lady Gaga was a bit rubbish, okay. uh, but then I generally do. She's a very drama student. I don't really buy into that. Right. Um, she uh, so she did. She was her performance was pretty good. Okay, she'll be um, she'll be pleased to hear that. Thanks. <laughs> yep, Resonance will send us a tape. <laughs> do, do every week, uh, and uh, yeah, I watch Super Bowl every year. I, I think it's interesting. I like games and I like watching different games through the lens of uh you know the people 
people who love it so much. Uh, I thought the game was interesting, although I do not understand their idea of extra time, which is very weird. Okay. Hmm. Good. Well, there you go. Thanks for that, Steve. Thanks, Simon. Simon. <laughs> One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. You're listening to Resonance FM 104.4 on your radio dial. We're One Life Left. We're a video game radio show and you are listening to some chiptune music. This in particular is Decaying Tigers by Hide Your Tigers. You can find it at chipmusic.org. It's very bleepy. It's a bit of an extended pause. You listen to more of that than you usually do. Uh, It's not because we're hiding from you. There are 40 minutes left of the radio show. (laughs) And it's just two of us in the studio. Fortunately, though, uh, we've uh, we've we've managed to get somebody else in virtually. Steve, uh, I can see he's actually on his camera, so I can Is he? look. I can look at him. Is he? Yeah, from 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 here. It's David Heslop. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? I can't. I can't see you. Can you see? Can you see Steve? I can't. No, I can just see a picture of you looking surprised. Oh, okay, right, okay. good. Uh, David, thank you for joining us. You are, uh, I was going to say you are described, but you describe yourself as a freelance creative producer, director, writer. Yes. Is, is that appropriate? What are you up to at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I'm working for um, the BBC, actually, in uh, oh. Salford's glittering media city. Okay. Um, making uh, promos and trailers and things for their kids' shows. Good stuff, uh, but it's not about that. We're that we're here to talk to you about, is it? Nope. No, 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 no. Um, uh, you um, you used to work for CITV, and I think uh, as as a, as a gamer yourself, you were keen to try and find ways of getting games on the TV. Is that is that right? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, I worked for CITV for um, 10 years. Uh, what, and, over, and what um, what period was that? Over what time? Uh, that was from uh, 2005 to the end of 2015. Okay. Um, and... One of the things that was uh, really great about there is it was quite a small team, um, but we were given quite a lot of scope to develop things. And uh, I was supposed to be just making trailers and promos for uh, the shows that CITV put out, but we were frequently asked to make um, short form content, interstitial content. uh, And one of the things that I was very keen on was uh, games and gaming and entertainment news. So over the 10 years, I kind of made not, you know, what you consider your full 30-minute long Games Master type uh-huh. program, but quite a lot of um, short-form content with games uh, that... Uh, and, and, yeah, it was really interesting because, you know, you got to see the pitfalls and the difficulties that people have getting games content onto TV. And it kind of... You know, it made me really sympathetic for uh, why there are so few <laughs> gaming programs and kind of why the ones that that, that are, uh, that, that do get made, um, kind of are either go away quite quickly right. or are just lambasted by, you know, core gamers as being not gamey enough or something. It is, it is tricky because they, they are very definitely treated differently from other forms of entertainment. I, I remember my old job uh, many, many years ago, actually, um, whenever you would try and um, get something on a show that wasn't exclusively about games, uh, you had to deal with the uh, the thorny issue of compliance. Um, yeah. And uh, as far as I could make out, they were a shadowy group of uh, individuals who liked music and liked movies but didn't understand video games. And that's how you would end up with, uh, for example, if you were doing a competition on one of the Saturday morning kids shows uh, trying to promote a game, they would uh, they'd tell you things like, um, well, we, we can only name one thing. We can either name the game or the console that we're giving it away so often you would get someone like andy peters going and you can win a copy of army men and a games console <laughs> rather than name that that console because compliance would say that you can't say that is, is that is that what what you experienced yeah um we it, yes basically yes in short okay. um, <laughs> there are lots of, there are there are lots of um there are lots of weird rules that kind of you don't understand until you're thrust into it and especially because it was not quite my first job, but my first job that I had for a long period of time in the industry. I was 23 when I started, right. and uh, and I was kind of dropped into it straight away. I'm like, oh, we want to do this viewer feedback feature where kids can kind of write in, uh, and we can talk back to them. So can you develop that, and what kind of things could they write in? And one of my first thoughts was, oh, we could do games reviews, right. and and you know, you know, film reviews, and if they've been to a gig or whatever, obviously lots of seven-year-olds are gigging. (laughs) (laughs) But but you start getting, oh, yeah, well, you you know, you can show the game and you have to have the caption can only be this size to say, you know, know, courtesy of Nintendo or whatever. Um, And it has to be, you can't have even a a 12-plus rated game because it's a kid's show. Yeah. And um, you can't show this type of game or that type of game. And, oh, we have to check because if you show um, a Pokemon game, oh, we've got Pokemon coming up after the break. So we can't slot it there because that's undue prominence because we show the Pokemon cartoon and we have the Pokemon game. Um, But the other thing, of course, working with kids TV is you have a whole other raft of compliance, which is to do with protecting the kids. Yes. Um, 
and and I started just after all the sort of phone-in scandals had just happened to a couple of different shows. So we, you know, we weren't allowed to. I mean, you know, rightly, I'm not. I'm not yeah. criticizing it. You know, we weren't allowed to store any of the data for the children either. So you couldn't. You couldn't just sort of say, "Oh, Johnny sent in this review of this game." Right. You know. Yeah, because you weren't allowed to name check Johnny unless you got his parental permission, and that involved them literally having to write it down and send it in so that we had a hard copy of it in case, you know, uh, they got called in to, uh, to justify all of the, the things that they were doing. Were there any so, other things that you could do um, with, uh, with film or, or TV that, that you absolutely could not do with games? Um, there was, there's um, things to do with kind of like um, uh, refresh rates and um, uh, th- there was a, a test that and and um all of the uh, all, all of the the promos and things that we made had to go through this thing called a harding test okay. a harding box which basically just you know flashing colors and and like an epilepsy screening feature basically and right. uh depending on how well it was captured um and the refresh rate of the game that can trigger it as well huh. um so there's certain issues to that towards that and also sometimes they just don't like it like the technical people don't like it because it might look like it's stuttering or something right and and people might think the tv's broken um but in terms of the actual content uh i didn't didn't run across that i more just ran across why are we doing this (laughs) (laughs) um we had a great team at ITV, and all the people in our office were quite supportive of, of my several attempts to kind of get games content on, on the channel. Um, but uh, uh, as a wider thing, I think there was a feeling of, you know, um, we should only really be spending money on things that are promoting the channel or promoting the shows or promoting the brand or whatever. So anytime we kind of veered off of that into making kind of weird bespoke content which we all quite like to do because <laughs> yeah. we were all quite, quite, quite young and slightly weird <laughs> um that uh, that that's kind of where we came up against things so you know um uh, you know i mean you'll know yourself uh, games publishers are quite keen to get content on on tv yeah um one thing that i did for quite a long time was i produced this this feature called what a month which we called wham um and that was in in my head. It was a bit like movies, games, and videos. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Movies, that little, games, yeah. and videos is what. And so we did feature movies, games, and videos, and it was only like about sixty seconds long, and it was just designed to kind of go out like a sort of info burst uh, in between commercial breaks. So it might go out about three or four times a day. Um, and uh, and I was always amazed that like you know that a games. A company or, or a PR company or whatever would be giving willing to sort of bend over backwards to get essentially about fifteen seconds of airtime. Right. Um, right, but, but the, that whole, that's an indication sorry. of of, uh, of how rare it was, I guess. I think so. Yeah. I mean, at the time, at the time, I can't really think of any. Certainly not on the mainstream terrestrial channels. It feels like we're talking about a million years ago. It was like <laughs> yeah. two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. Before YouTube. So around about uh, then, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I had a meeting about this. Did you with with, uh, with, with a, David? Yeah, with David, <laughs> with a with a TV uh, company, with a broadcaster who wanted to um, put, you know, essentially video games on TV, but couldn't work out how. And they thought, 
Who who should we get involved? Let's call up Red Eye. Let's call let's call up a radio show, <laughs> uh, a radio show that spends most of its time not talking about video games. Um, and the problem in the room was definitely well, what you've got is you've got a generation of kids who are used to you know they're staring at TVs, but they are interacting with their TV. And what we're proposing to do is take the interaction away for half an hour. Um, how do we do that? And that was the problem they always came up against. Right uh, now, that seems to be a problem that the kids have solved themselves over the last couple of years by saying, no, we're fine just watching. That's right. uh, is, that, is that something you noticed, David? Um, I, I, think that, I, I think that it was quite hard the way that our department was structured, not like a, a criticism of anything, just as it happened, to kind of get that level of feedback, really. Um, we, you know, uh, we didn't have a lot of viewer feedback and a lot of viewer interaction, and we, we were always trying desperately to to get that. Um, and it's only really in like the last sort of few years there that, you know, the website was kind of redesigned in a way that, you know, w- was a bit more like, almost like a social media feed, although kids couldn't post to it and talk to us and stuff like that. Um, so it was really tricky to know. I mean, like anecdotally. Uh, it felt like it was popular. And when we, whenever we did kind of, um, we used to go out and do Vox Pops, which seemed to be a really big thing uh, 10 years ago. You know, you'd go out on the street with a microphone and say right. to people, oh, what, what do you like? What do you like? What do you like? And uh, uh, just generally harass families to try and get their kids <laughs> to say something nice about CITV. Um, and it always seemed to be sort of fairly popular. But I, I, within the kind of structure of ITV, uh, it... it, it didn't feel that popular. It did, it did feel like, you know, that they were thinking, why Why is David going off to interview <laughs> a games developer? And, you know, he's out of the office for half a day um, when that's not really promoting anything. But we always had the view of, like, you know, especially when you're on a commercial channel with adverts, anything that keeps the children from turning over, you know, anything right. that stops them from flicking the channel uh, uh, that carries through is sort of successful. I mean, now you'd have more metric to judge it by because now you can, you know, you can put it on YouTube and you can put it on uh, the website and stuff like that. And you can measure, you know, how well it's doing and how many people are watching it. But back then, because it was just like a little short snippet of a thing in between programs, it was quite hard to judge. The solution to me, uh, as long-time listeners to One Life Left may know, is to do something tenuously game-related instead of, uh, (laughs) you know, instead of actually focused on games, which people, if they want to play games, they have those games in front of them. That was at least my thinking before Twitch and before uh, YouTube Long Plays. I think that's that's kind of what's what's proven quite successful in the TV, uh, you know, like, arena. I mean, I think that you're right. I think that things like Twitch and uh, YouTube uh, and what's that one Microsoft's just bought? Beam. Right, Which, uh, we yeah. should get on that. We should get on that, shouldn't we? Could be kings of beam. Do you see it? Do you see it as a vehicle for one life left, David? <laughs> I think yeah, you should totally do that. I'm looking forward to your, your GDC Twitch thing that you're doing. It's um, gonna be half past uh, nine, isn't it, in the UK? Or something oh like that. Yeah. Does that mean we're after the watershed? Yeah, after the watershed, oh, exactly. Particularly, know what's particularly on the there. Friday. <laughs> That's even better because the kids will have gone to bed, <laughs> so I can I can actually sit up and watch it. <laughs> One thing that I, I that I did notice in my old job, David, was that um, often um, for these for the mainstream outlets, as they used to be classed, um, uh, like TV, um, newspapers, regional newspapers, as well, is that um, often the games coverage was driven by 
people that just had a, a real interest in the uh, in the medium and were doing it and they weren't getting paid for it, kept fighting, losing, yeah. losing battles and all that sort of things. And so, um, yeah, I think we should all be grateful to uh, the army of uh, enthusiasts mm. like uh, like yourself for doing what you can. Can you do? You, do you see it getting any easier, or are we uh, are we off TV now? Um, I, I think that I think what Steve said about trying to do something slightly less. Uh, game focused is definitely I mean I had this crazy idea when the Kinect first came out I thought oh who how on earth could I get Microsoft to pitch like a kids game show where they had to do various tasks in front of a Kinect you know you're, you know use the Kinect as the basis of the technology to do a game show that seemed like a really cool thing to do to me and I don't know if Microsoft would be really into that right now but um well in, we know in that they listen <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I think that doing some kind of um, a magazine type thing w- with you know you, you could do that really easily now where you know you could do um, uh, the presenters could just be talking about things and kids could be texting in or messaging in from a website and sending in reviews and sending things in and you know you have more flexibility to say oh on next week's show we're going to cover pokemon go or whatever um and then kids would be able to you know oh i love pokemon go do you know that you can do this that or the other and and there's a lot more immediacy and a lot more feedback and a lot more viewer interaction yeah which i think is great um and that's something that we really, really tried hard to do, um, but was really difficult because of time constraints. Because we weren't live as well, you know, we, we didn't have that that kind of uh, broom cupboard right. thing yeah. that, that used to exist. We were all out of vision. It was all just kind of continuity voiceover. Um, but I think I think there is room there. I think you know, kids. Even when I was a kid. Uh, in the sort of 80s and 90s, video games are just part of the culture and everyone played video games and you could talk sort of pretty openly about it. And and now especially that's kind of mainstream because the kids that were playing games back then are obviously now in positions of power. Yes. Theoretically. <laughs> and, kings um, of Beam. Kings of Beam, <laughs> exactly. They're my favourite band. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think I think that that just watching a game unfold i think the internet's got that sewn up but i think that there are definitely opportunities i mean go 8-bit was one of my favorite shows of last year i thought that was fantastic and yep. console is coming back of course um, yes via, course. via patreon yep and maybe yeah. maybe it's time david it is for for it, one yeah. life left tv <laughs> Well, you know, if you need a director, we need everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep an eye on Twitch during GDC, and then, yeah, then you'll realise that we are not ready. Um, listen, uh, talking of time constraints, we are running out. Thank you so much for joining us. How can we uh, keep up with your work? Um, well, uh, I, I'm going to be launching a website fairly soon, which I don't have yet. But um, the best place is my uh, Twitter feed, which is at dt heslop. Um, when I, I mainly talk about uh, things that I'm up to professionally so right. to speak um well keep us posted not to talk about politics keep us posted yeah, very, very wise uh yeah no I was, I was talking earlier about uh, the twitter reaction i'd had this week over on facebook it's all been kicking off <laughs> steer clear of politics thank you so much for coming on the show david oh no problem it's been fantastic thank Cheers. you very much bye bye hello i'm sega badawi and welcome to one life left local news 
a local Rocket League team manager is in trouble with the authorities after arguing with a fourth official. Arsene Venkar was getting frustrated after his team were drawing with three-point Turnley and started revving loudly and honking his horn. This was distracting the referee so much that he had no choice but to send him to the stands. Unfortunately, Arsene had forgotten to pay his congestion charge and also had trouble finding a parking space in the stands, at which point the game had already been finished for 80 minutes, so when the media asked if he enjoyed the match, Arsene had to reply that he didn't see it. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Thank you so much for your letters uh, we received this week. Uh, many of them uh, dribbled in, Steve. Is that a way of a way of describing how stuff arrives to your letterbox? Uh, I would say there was a feeling of uh, reluctance and resignation around the emails that we received this week. It was like you know, a, like naughty school children slinking in <laughs> late for their lesson. No, they were very good. Chris Conroy, uh, thank you for yours. Uh, mm. Your extensive letter. Um, I don't think uh, Steve and I on our own would do it justice uh, uh, this week. So we might take your suggestion and, and eke it out over several episodes, which is not what we're doing with you, Robert Wells, who says, hello team, hello super special guest. Uh, as you are on air tonight, I shall be in an Elstree studio for a recording of the series Go 8 Bits. Is that, he's going there because we're on air tonight. So. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> uh, if you had to pick a game to challenge a stranger at, what would it be? Uh, you'd want it to be something that you're good at, but that anyone could pick up that would make good TV. I think I'd go for Burnout 3, which I remember being fun to play aggressively, smashing opponents on the way to win. Pip-Pip Roberts. Natural gaming challenges. Well, I tell you, um, I think they're going to be, they're gonna be using um, Human Fall Flat on this series of Go, go 8 Bits. It's interesting, isn't it? that Anne would get a migraine last minute not show up on the night that they're recording Go 8-Bit. That is interesting, isn't it? We'll have to watch this very closely. Go 8-Bit, doesn't that star Ellie Gibson? Does, TV's Ellie Gibson. TV's Ellie Gibson. On uh, TV. Who ran into radio's One Life Left at the last uh, Marioki. It's a while since we've seen her. Yeah. And just coincidental. Low. Interesting. Sorry, what was uh, Robert's question? Uh, random challenges. Ch- random challenges. Uh, Luminous, without doubt. Uh, Do you think that would make good TV? Oh, he's got to get the block in there. The, the block. It is the sort of thing they do on Games Master, though, but it was boring when they did it. So, um, or Prap the Rapper, because Prap the Rapper's short and funny, and I'd win at it. Have you played the remastered version? Uh, I did play the, the remastered version. Yeah. It was like the old Prap the Rapper, which is brilliant. So... 100% into that. Good. Yes. All right. Uh, ben Hall writes, Hello team, possibly plus a super special guest. Last week, I wrote a letter to ask for teammates to join my only Connect team. Well, I am happy to report that I now have a full complement of Mariokas and Mariokis as James and Katie have agreed to join my team. This proves the power of One Life Left and I highly recommend them to all hashtag brands who should spend all of their advertising budget on them. What was it? Can you read out the subject letter of that email, please? Uh, the subject letter. Yeah. Sorry, is, the subject line. Sorry. sorry, the subject 
line was an only connect question was it because I, I don't watch it so it just seemed garbage it was to me. s-h-w-n-t-f-h-r-w-n-c-c-r-d and so what is that she went of her own accord ah. i even told you this last week when we talked about only connect i said there was an answer to a yeah but i wouldn't i i mean look at Steve, it now wait, Steve, it you are quite interesting but i don't recall everything you said in every day <laughs> oh i wonder if i see this something i don't day. recognize no but i didn't understand it's this. Jeez. Chris Stewart, right? Do you remember we used to have someone transcribe all of our online <laughs> That stopped pretty yeah, sharpish. Exactly. Uh, Chris Stewart yeah. writes, dear team and SSG, I've been thinking about learning how to code lately, but there's a lot of information and a lot of languages to choose from. I'd be interested in making a 2D scrolling shmup. Mm. But I don't really know what language might be best to make a start. Do you have any suggestions or tips? Uh, uh, He says, also, Anne, I have confidence that you won't accidentally replace the word stew in my name with another food. But your gaffe (laughs) did remind me of all the puns people used to make with my name at school. So thanks for that. And then he does an emoticon. I don't know whether he's happy about that or not. Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Well. Well. You'd recommend Unity, Steve, wouldn't you? Um, I would recommend Game Maker. I'd recommend Game Maker. As a place to start, I don't think I would have got into Unity without Game Maker. Uh, so I think that's a you know I think that's an excellent place to start. Uh, the Game Maker Studio Two uh, remains in open beta. I've been having a little play around with it. Have you? I have been having a little play around oh. with it. Um, yeah, I thought I'd put, give myself a bit of pressure and go because obviously from March the third, all I'm ever going to be doing is playing Zelda and, uh, until Skyrim comes out. Um, and I thought, well, I, this is the only time I'm going to have now, isn't it? So I started making. I got something up and running. Uh, in the space of two journeys between my house and London King's Cross. Uh, I would say also, um, I haven't used this, but I've heard good things about Default, which is King's new 2D games engine. Is, it, is that what you were looking for on your phone rather than listen to what I just said? Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I went I for the transcription. Right. So. <laughs> uh, dear team and super special guest, I have never liked Mario games, writes Morg Adams. Is this weird? I'm half convinced the love of Mario is a joke I'm not in on. Anyway, on a positive note, what games are you looking forward to? It's the new Planescape Torment for me. Is that a thing? Is that actually happening? What, a new one? Yeah. Well, I guess so, unless you're calling our listeners liars. No, it's just I referenced it yesterday in a tweet because I found... I, I couldn't see. I know. It's just a... <laughs> I found uh, Kieran Gillen's copy of Planescape Torment okay. that he lent me about 15 years ago, and right. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, P.S. I never really liked Zelda either. Ocarina was all right. feels good to get this out there. Are there any classics you don't get on with? Dark Souls. I think everybody's joking about that. Mm. I think they all joke about that. And it's ilk. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a little bit bored of Zelda now. What? Uh, I am. Sorry. This one apparently hasn't got any dungeons in it. <laughs> really? It, re- it shakes up the dungeon system, so you won't have to get your hook shot and then... Oh, go, okay. Yeah. But will there be a hook shot? I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm often reminded... You know Twitter now and again... Um, thinks that it's uh you know it's not enough that you're looking at twitter it decides to email people yeah i do like when it does that because it reminds me of all the all the accounts i've set up uh, and uh, right. i very occasionally get hey hookshot LN, L- lnc oh, that was a good joke <laughs> it was a good joke it's, it's a shame well actually the uh, the thing we were parodying and the, the original yeah and, and us both ran out of uh, enthusiasm <laughs> very quickly didn't we so i've ended up with a twitter handle i don't want or use because the keith stewart will porter and who was the other one parco was it parco it was, was parco parco couldn't be bothered to do their little website uh, he's got bigger bigger and better things now, hasn't he? You know, um, he wrote a piece for The Guardian, didn't he, on uh, game critics. 
on on the process of you know what it's like to be a uh-huh. critic. I think he's a great writer and all the rest of it. I sure. just I find it a bit odd when he quotes himself on Facebook. <laughs> Do you know, Facebook posts, he, he yes, quotes his own yeah. piece. Yes, absolutely. Maybe we could register uh, newyorker.com but with threes. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't know, yeah. Good. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Xenocide by Ender's Crusade. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. We just had an email, didn't we, Simon? We did, Steve, on our communal email address that you and I have together where we like to receive emails to us. Mm. And who was it from? Rami. Rami. He said, stop it. Stop the noise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He did not say that. He actually sent a very affectionate email. One word. Always. One symbol. Uh, less than three. Yeah, hearts. Hearts. Um, and that was in response to um, us suggesting that we meet him in a hotel room. <laughs> really? L- literally, that, that is literally true. Hmm. I wonder if we could auction that. Because if he means that, always, he'll always meet us in hotel rooms. You know, anyone out there wants to meet Rami in a hotel room? It's getting embarrassing. Though, Make us it? an I've offer. Got, I've got an anniversary coming up and then Rami's going to be, I'll be there with my wife. <laughs> Rami will be there. Just knock at the door. I, I can't say I'm too polite to say things. But he is handsome. He's having it. And game. charming. Oh, well, that's true. Prince Charming. Talking of which, talking of which, um... Next week is Resonance FM's fundraising week. Actually, I think it starts mid this week, uh, but our show during it is next week, uh, mm. so we'll be reminding everybody about that then. Uh, we've got um, got a f- we're going to be announcing a first, and we'll have a first in. I think, won't we? Have we ever had a band in the studio before? Uh, that is a good question. I feel like we might have done. Okay. Feel so like we, we might have done. That. We might have a second or a, a third second. then, in that case. But we've got a band coming in, haven't we? I wonder why, I wonder why that may be. I don't know. You'll I wonder why. S- you've, got, you've got a week to speculate, haven't hmm. you? Hmm. What are they up to? <laughs> hmm. Another uh, single. Hmm. We'll be announcing what we're doing for Resonance's uh, fundraising initiative this time next week. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Are they bringing their instruments? I don't know. I don't know. And also, it's not the whole band, is it? It's just two of them. Just, there's a clue there, Steve. It's, the, it's five. <laughs> <laughs> there are only four these days. We've got two of them coming in. 
Uh, uh, no, it's not five or two or four. So that's exciting, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and I'll be back for that, won't she? She will. Yeah, for, well, it depends, doesn't it? Depends if uh, Go Eight Bit oh, yeah. is filming or not. Okay, uh, time for reviews. Yeah. Should we do reviews? Yeah. All right, reviews. So you've got a one sentence review to Well, I was going to yeah, do one sentence. I've been playing. One um, sentence? Well, I've been playing uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, what's his full name? I don't know because I've uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> can't even check. Uh, I, I like the Fire Emblem games, uh, don't I? On um, on the 3DS, etc. Um, they are uh, made by Intelligent Systems, the Advance Wars team, mm-hmm. um, and on console. It's not Advance Wars, though, is it? Well, no, it's like not. even the actual Fire Emblem isn't Advance. No, Wars. no, no, no. I was just, I was just giving it a, a little bit of flavour to um, Intelligent Systems. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, on uh, on uh, 3DS, which is what I was playing the last one on, it's a, it's a brilliant um, tactical RPG type thing with permadeath and uh, consequence and all the rest of it. And uh, the mobile version, which is um, nin- Nintendo's first Android game, actually, um, came out last week, and everybody's very excited. It's it's free to play. It's, it's free well, to that's start. Good news, yeah. isn't it? Mm. I just. Um, I just didn't understand what was going on. I, like, I just didn't understand it. And then, um, yeah, it was encouraging me to to, 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 uh, to spend stuff. And I was like, I, don't, I haven't got time for this. So I deleted it. I, cause I thought, let's cut this. Let's nip this in the bud now. Right. Because on March the 3rd, I'm gonna, only going to be playing Zelda until, <laughs> until Skyrim comes out, aren't I? So it wasn't that you didn't like it. It was just you didn't I didn't really it. understand it. I didn't really understand the... Um, the mechanics of it. Okay. Uh, you, let, you move a character over the attacks, but then I didn't really know where they were going to be and how things were working. And yeah, I didn't. I just didn't really get on with it, Steve. And so no, I've no, now no, deleted no, it. So I understand. can't tell you. Well, I what have it's called. I've installed it. Uh, went to play it. It said, "Oh, you got to download 300 megabytes first. That's just for the intro movie. Did that? Yeah, watched the intro movie. We skipped it actually. Yeah. Uh, played through like a couple of tutorial type bits. Yep. Uh, got it and then I was like oh, I'm a bit sleepy I'll play it again tomorrow tomorrow came that was today no uh, went to play it again and it said you got to download 300 megabytes so I thought oh screw this I'll play really bad chess instead oh right is that out on Android now nope I've been playing it on my iPad you're so promiscuous <laughs> you've got an iPad 2 iPad mini <laughs> 2 iPad 2 and yeah. you know I'm sure it can handle it just about yeah. I mean it genuinely can I would say you know I've, uh, I said I haven't played a lot of games this week but I have played really bad chess I've played it every day and I've played it every day for like the last two months I think it's brilliant I think it's probably I don't do game of the year but if I did do oh, yeah. game of the year it'd be my game of 2016 uh, I, I just think it's such a brilliant brilliant move you know um, I don't know if I've talked about this before but what better time to talk about it than now but I think a, a really solid principle of game design is giving players an excuse to do something okay uh, and that was the motivation behind carrier cards I think it works very very well with karaoke as well people who wouldn't normally do karaoke are happy to sing karaoke because it's silly and they don't feel judged as much when they sing a karaoke song and I think that that's the case with really bad chess though Zach makes fun of it a little bit by saying yeah it's definitely balanced it's not and that makes it less intimidating to play it means I as a sort of mediocre chess player am much happier to play really bad chess because if I lose well it doesn't matter because it's a poorly balanced game anyway it's all a bit you know it's not as skill based as a pure pure uh, game of chess might be 
but it has got me into back into playing chess and mm, I've really been playing idea. a bit of that as well so uh, yeah I thoroughly recommend that it's a solid 7 out of 10 um, this week I've the other game I've been playing is Elite Dangerous again okay so first week I reviewed that found was bewildered by it didn't understand second week broke the back of it and this is the third week where I'm now adventuring in space doing all kinds of things of course you are did some missions ran around space bought some new stuff I upgraded to a Cobra Mark III and found love <laughs> yeah I did I've, I found it on the map and journeyed over there did a couple of trading runs to Zeons and uh, Leasty and all of those right. places it was really really genuinely nice to find that I bought a docking computer it plays the same music uh, as you dock which is great um it's a really, really lovingly made game for fans of the original Elite. I am not totally sure I'm having fun beyond a nostalgic fun, but that is a valid type of fun. I find the sort of all of the... it. it so one of the big problems with Elite 2, perhaps the biggest problem with Elite 2, was that it was too realistic and that, uh, you know, David Braben wanted to make this universe sim and it therefore contained all the problems of getting around the universe i.e. combat wasn't fun they've dialed that back for this uh, but it still sort of suffers a little bit from yeah space is big and cold and empty and kind of boring but that's nice in a way right. I played it in my Oculus oh yeah yeah and Pilo- piloting a spaceship I might have mentioned this last week piloting a spaceship uh, a Cobra Mark 3 eating wine gums look just- at you just the dream, as uh, just like certainly just the like dream you up of on the silver screen. Eight-year-old Steve. So, uh, yeah, seven out of ten. I, I had been okay. hoping to bring you a review of um, a normal lost phone, um, which was a game I saw uh, up on Steam. Right. Yes. And I've seen that in um, H maybe as well. Yeah, and I was watching the trailer. I was like, oh, this shouldn't be on PC. It should be on mobile. Of course. And then at the end of the trailer, it comes up. It's available on Android Play and yeah, on Google Play. So I've got it. I haven't played it sufficiently. Seven out of ten. Fabulous. Uh, what do you think Anne would have reviewed if she was here? Well, she only plays PlayStation 4, doesn't she? What came out on PlayStation 4 last week? Um, I don't know, but... Yeah. <laughs> One of those. I was about to break my own NDA then. Were you? <laughs> which would have... Uh, what? What, what colour is it? For a game that I'm making, which would have... Um, what is it? Cost me $500 million. What is it? I don't know. What is the game that I'm always making? Okay. That might be coming out on PlayStation 4.
One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, this is a song called Hanging, and I can't read my own handwriting good, good. to tell you who it's by, but that'll be on the website because our caretaker is a better man than me. He really is. And if you can't find it, it's on chipmusic.org. Good. Good. Uh, uh, any other that, business? No. How do you think that went? The show? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. I yeah. Think. Generally, should we keep Anne out now? Should we present well, I don't this think we a- have to as long as Go 8 Bits recording on Mondays. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, get well soon, Anne. GWSA. <laughs> yes, yeah. as the kids say. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Mario Kit GDC, still sell out, but get on the wait list. We're going to email you about how you can get in because uh, there will be tickets on the door on the night. Mario Key on the. What day is it? 17th? America's 17th of February, my birthday party. Right. Uh, uh, more importantly, of course, Resonance FM's fundraiser. On April the... Check out the... No, starts midweek. Oh, Check right. out the Resonance site, resonancefm.com, where there will be more information there. It begins Saturday the 11th and runs till Sunday the 19th of February. Very good, Simon. Housekeeping. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, but we will see you next week with Anne. Hooray! Hooray. Thank you. Until then, goodbye.